Welcome to Tech Watch, ladies and gentlemen, where we keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. My name is Sam Bushman. I've got Jay Harrison with me for the show. Welcome, sir. Hello, Sam. How's it going? It is going absolutely fantastic. Um, this is October 22nd or 27th. Sorry, October 27th, uh, 2023, ladies and gentlemen. And man, have we got great tech uh, info for you today. You know, we talk about security. We talk about solutions. We talk about work from home. We talk about all kinds of technology issues. Sometimes we're even talking about the stars. Um, anyway, th- there's just no end to the to the fun when it comes to IT, the things that we can talk about or focus on, Jay. Absolutely. That's right. Um, I know that we're going to talk about social media in this hour a little bit. Um, and speaking of hour, the format's changing just a teeny bit. Uh, we're going to be going to 25-minute uh, shows here. And um, uh, Sam can uh, certainly talk more about that. Um, and maybe even getting on uh, some uh, other radio stations and other exciting uh, things to develop. Yeah, we got some great stuff happening. It's a long story, but we're basically taking Tech Watch, which used to be a long-running radio show. It was an hour show. And then we basically said, look, 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 in the modern day, let's move it to podcasts so we can vary the length and stuff like that. It'll be funner, and we won't need to release it every single week. And um, But yet, now we're going back to radio and podcast, and we're kind of working on a way to make the blend of both happen. So the idea is it's going to be an hour radio show. It's going to be basically two halves that are identical in length. Uh, but each of them are going to be their own independent half-hour radio show, really just ran back-to-back with fresh content. And the reason that we're doing that is because then we can basically have a radio show on Saturdays that can air virtually uh, fresh uh, content, live, if you will. And then during the week, we'll release those two half-hour shows uh, as uh, podcasts. So I think it's going to be a, a, quite a rich, unique format that I think will fly really well indeed. So we thought we'd just tell you about that. That's kind of fun couple of other little uh, tidbits before we get on our main topic today. It looks like the group that manufactures iPhones, I don't know if you know, but it's called Tata. Are you familiar with this? I'm not. This must be a Chinese company. I thought it I was so, yeah. something that, that used to make I iPhones. thought so, too, but I think they're the chip maker. Okay. I think Tata's the guy. Anyway, the headline says this, which I find fascinating. As you know, all iPhones used to be made in China. And then they used to have some kind of assembly things all over the place in America and different places. Right. Um, well, now Tata, they say, will start manufacturing iPhones in India. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of an interesting twist change. I don't know if that means the iPhones will be better, if they're just cheaper to produce. I doubt you'll see a discount from Apple, though, Jay. No, I don't think you're going to see a discount at all. <laughs> I think they're just trying to um, diversify where they're at. They're probably getting uh, some good deals uh, they're in both China and India have a, a huge labor market and they're just I think they're just trying to s- speed it up. A lot of people think, you know, they have the perception that uh, iPhones are made by children in China, you know, or slave labor or something like that. And I think they're just trying to get away from that and, and have more options and just be able to say, oh, no, we, we do it all over the world. Yeah. Anyway, I find that kind of interesting, though. Tata to start manufacturing iPhones in India. And I wish it would be uh, more stable, better phones for cheaper. Now, but isn't, I, I don't, I don't isn't that also a really car company cheaper. in India, Tata, or is that Tata? different? I don't know. Okay. Maybe they're branching I have to out. research that. Anyway, either they're branching out or, um, you know, I don't know if it's like a company that uh, is still in China but has manufacturing in India. I don't know. But the reason that this is kind of so important is, you know, it won't decrease your costs. Uh, but I do like the idea of being able to make products from multiple sources. You know, if you just have them in China, if there's ever a glitch in China, then you're just stuck. 
Yeah, or and I COVID think we've seen over COVID or anything else, we've kind of seen people are kind of going, mm, maybe I don't not put all my eggs in that basket. So just from a general I smart point anyone. of view, I think sourcing from multiple sources is wise. It's kind of like the military. You know, we bring two of everything and then one an extra when it breaks. Yeah, one is none <laughs> policy. When, when it breaks. Okay, so um, I, I kind of think it's like that when it comes to manufacturing. So to me, this is a positive development. Um, as long as they've got the manufacturing together and they can hop from country to country if there's ever any glitches and they can also create competition, which I like that way, just seems like a lot of good, Jay. Yeah, I'd, I wish they'd put a manufacturing plant here in America, too, but, you know, spread it around hey, a little bit. We can hope. We can pray. We can work towards it. That's for sure. All right. AI, they say, is going to make big tech bigger and even richer. What do you say to that, Jay? You excited about that? That's a bad proposal in my mind. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, the AI is such a mixed bag. Um, it's very promising. It's very impressive. It's also a little bit scary. Um, you just at the top of the hour news, you know, you heard about lawmakers saying that they they are the they literally said that government's the only one that can protect people from AI. And I just think, really, uh, you know, because they don't want the tech people to be able to, you know, come up with it or. or uh, police it along the way. The government needs to get involved in some ways, and I don't know which is scarier. Almost, <laughs> it's kind of like um, a lot of those guys that are that are making the laws. They don't they don't even know anything about it. You know, they know less about it than the people that are actually doing it, or even even lay people in a lot of ways, like you and I, or or anything, you know, even tech guys. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot of potential for AI. And there's a lot of promise, but it's a double-edged sword. With almost any technology, it's like that, though. Yeah. Anyway, I just find that kind of interesting. Um, I do think that there's pros and cons, again, to all technology. To me, this is not political uh, for this discussion. This is, I just look at it and say, you know what? No doubt, AI gives tech companies more power. With more power usually comes control and money. Uh, and I don't think government's the only way to fight back about this. I think it's how we handle things, what we embrace, what we depend on, uh, will make the biggest difference. So, I, I, again, I think that rules and laws governing things make sense to some degree. But I think the wiser plan is to say, look, whenever you centralize technology, it gives somebody control. Whenever you decentralize, there's hope to not have big tech get bigger. And so I'm a decentralized guy kind of a Agreed. thing uh, when it comes to tech. Um, the reason I bring this up, though, is they say AI is about to get more terrible. <laughs> uh, and the question is, will AI make things worse? For what, you say? Spam. They say AI is going to take spam to an absolute new level, Jay. I think it already uh, is. And, I think, I think we're right. already seeing this. And, and no it question. is because it can get around spam filters and it can just it can write all day long. Yeah, and the reason it can get around spam filters is because when it wants to write like Jay or write like Sam or write like you know a, a, an American, it can. So Absolutely. now all the people that may not be able to speak English well enough can just get the AI chatbot to write it, and it sounds American and looks American and feels American. And so spam is about to get even more terrible. Big tech's about to get more terrible, and you know AI is driving it all, but it's going to affect your spam. It really is. But you know, AI gonna, make things worse. It already has, and it will. Yes, indeed. You know what's going to make it? What's going to happen, though, is you're going to see this AI battle. It's going to be a, so the heuristics are going to employ AI as well to try to detect AI spam messages, and it's just going to be this arms race, uh, and AI is going to be on both sides of that field. You mean an AI war? Absolutely. 
against AI against AI, and you and I will sit back and kind of watch them paddle it out. It'll be Bard against right ChatGPT and vice versa and, and everything else. Well, and it might even be uh, ChatGPT against ChatGPT because the question yeah. becomes, hey, can I take AI and can I put a filter on AI? And is there a way for me to detect if AI wrote something? So imagine, and, and I'm just painting the picture because I think you're right about this, Jay, and I'm painting the picture so people kind of understand. So the headline's going to be, let the AI wars begin, right? Okay. Right. Um, but think about this, Jay. Um, I have AI write something. I'm hesitating because I want to get this exact so you can understand it. Let's say I have AI write something. And uh, then I email you. Now you get a spam email. Imagine a filter that says, hey, I'm going to run the five AI engines and say, did you write this? <laughs> right. And then it's going to come back and say, yes, I did, or no, I didn't, or whatever. And, or I'm going to put pieces of it and in, uh, maybe ask questions, or I might run a variety of ways to know this. One, did you write this? Two, here's a piece of, of whatever, um, or here's a night question, or and, and it's going to get smart and go through a series of things and determine if it was AI-generated. If it was, it's going to say spam. Well, the problem with that is it might be AI-generated, but it might be a human behind it. It might be legitimate. So they're going to have a real hard time separating this, but yet it will get more terrible. It will make things worse. And yes, let the AI wars begin you know this is kind of our headline for this it reminds me of a, a funny comic that i saw one time at recently actually even um and so the, the guy on one end is writing an email to his boss or whatever or a colleague and he has something very simple to say and he runs it through like chat gbt or whatever and turns it into this long form letter and sends it off in the email and the guy receives it asks chat gbt to summarize it down to one line and then he reads what it actually says <laughs> and it's like a worthless exchange with all this ai in between fluffing it up and deep well or it. imagine you feed that big thing and you say can you write my answer to this and then you just basically get the answer and you fire the yeah, answer back. Exactly. Once and then AI the question knows, becomes, then the, the question becomes, can I get that to be automated? Because I don't really want to answer it myself. Then you don't even have to answer your email anymore, Sam. You just have AI do it for you. Every, occasionally. <laughs> just, what do they call that? In, um, Gmail has a function for that. Not for AI specifically, but for somebody, a delegation where you can have somebody else just go into your inbox, like your secretary or whatever, and, and answer. You just have AI do that, man. And once it gets to know Sam yeah. pretty well and gets trained on on the Sam Bushman, it can listen to all the hours you've been on radio, and it can just answer all your email for you. Uh, I'm getting scared fast. I'm not liking it. Um, I agree. Believe, I, I personally believe there is a place for AI in our world, and we've talked about it a lot. But I believe that if we're not very careful, it backfires. Not because the technology is good or evil. Technology just is. It's right. how we use it. And if we're not very careful and we go to too much automation, too much uh, let AI decide things, make decisions, answer questions without a human oversight or whatever you want to call it, we're, we're going, in my opinion, down a road that's going to be dark and not going to be very friendly. It's going to be like the year 2525, that song. You know, you're just sitting around doing nothing because AI is doing it all for you. Yeah, and is that good? Do we want to sit around and do nothing? I don't. No, I kind of so. find doing things stimulating yeah. personally, Jay. Agreed. Me too. I, I kind of like to do things and be uh, challenged by things. And anyway, let the AI wars begin. How creative can we be in AI? How can we learn to use AI effectively? How can we govern AI? How can we <laughs> navigate through this in a meaningful way that actually adds to our knowledge, adds to our output, adds to our um, 
functionality, whatever you want to call it, but yet doesn't hinder. And that is going to be the epic battle. I think it's going to be a war AI against AI in terms of companies, but also against um, automation, uh, also against how much human interaction do we get and when is it necessary. And my, my experience tells me here's what's going to happen. You're going to get this pendulum, Jay. And it's going to swing too far towards too much automation, too much AI, and pretty soon things are going to be like nonsensical. Right. And then we're going to go, wait a minute, we've got to have some common sense to this thing for heck's sake. And we're going to back off, and then it might be like, mm, AI is bad, we don't like AI. But then reality is going to at some point down the road, and I don't know how long this takes, really, uh, but there's going to be this kind of middle of the road, hey, AI has its place. It didn't take over the world, and it didn't disrupt everything like we thought it would. The whole world's not ended. People still have jobs, in other words. People still have lives. But yet it made a bigger impact and a bigger change, unforeseeable ways, or in unforeseeable ways, than we thought it would. And on the other side, it's like, hey, it did change things. It made a lot of difference. It wasn't like we thought it would be. In some ways, it's better. In some ways, it's worse. And I use the example of you know working from home and the disruption from COVID and everything else. You know, they were predicting just the end of the world if everybody worked from home. Then they were predicting it was the next best thing to slice bread. The truth is it's somewhere in between. You find that, you know what, working from home for the most part is better and uh, better output and great and people love it and people want it. But a hybrid approach where people go into work, you know what, a couple times a, a month or once a week or whatever the case may be. or um, and, and you find that hybrid has a better outcome and and so we learn from experience over time that not one answer is always the answer jay it's it's multiple answers it's the blending of things and it varies from peoples to peoples culturally um expectations uh, different industries right and, and, and so one answer one size does not fit all and ai is not going to be any different jay absolutely and i think we're, we'll see what will happen is we'll see this premium when that pendulum shifts back um you'll see a premium on things like this was done by an actual human, just like you see with processed food. And, and you see things like this is handmade or homemade. You know, this craft thing or whatever is far more expensive. And you'll see the same thing with, you know, whether it's a copy or whatever you're writing or whatever, that this was actually done by a human and, and there'll be some uh, extra cost for that. And so I think that even even if AI commoditizes some things, I think it'll all balance out. And that pendulum will come back, just like you said. All right, there you have it. Anyway, I just found that just fascinating for kind of a discussion point. I want to talk um, in the next show, I want to talk about social media a lot more. But to set the stage for that discussion a little bit is this. X, that's Twitter, right? X to take on Newswire services with a new product called XWire. Um, so, you know, they call them wire services back in the old days in radio, and it was news, and it was a wire service because it yeah, was the way it was delivered. and all that stuff, yeah. It was the way it was delivered. I mean, it came really, believe it or not, from the Morse code days. Everything came over the wire, and then we kind of escalated or elevated from there. Uh, but I bring this up because now they're calling it X-Wire, and X is going to be <laughs> take on news wire services. So, you know, you got to ask a question. Are they going to be a source like UPI, United Press International? or like uh, Reuters or you know, one of these things? Or are they going to be an aggregator? Are they going to be, and I don't know that we have all the answers yet in terms of what it will be, but no doubt they're going to originate news. The question, Jay, how much of it will be AI-generated, backed, automated, distributed? Uh, what will AI's role be in X's XWire? I think it's going to be a lot. I think that um, what you're going to see is 
um, you'll have uh, people submitting news because a lot of people get their news from Twitter or X now all the time. I mean, there are some people that that's all they rely on for news. Um, and they usually have things breaking far faster than any mainstream or cable networks can get things happening. It runs on, on X first. You know, but if you have something that is tied in with AI and can um, take those different headlines and those news stories as they happen, it really could shoot out full-fledged news articles, well-written and hopefully unbiased or at least as middle ground as you can get um, and get them out. And I could see them positioning themselves pretty well in this sector um, and being the first ones with the breaking news. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. And, and imagine this. Let's say that I'm meta or I'm X or I'm one of these big companies, whatever one you want to choose. And I have these AI capabilities. And what if I subscribe to 50 news services? I then grab headlines from them. I have AI on the fly, rewrite them, and I distribute them as my own AI-generated versions of, and I become kind of a news aggregator, generator, refiner. Then I start to filter things, and I start to focus on certain news in certain ways. This is going to get interesting fast, Jay. I see lawsuits I in your crazy, future. But, yeah. <laughs> if you start rewriting all their stuff. <laughs> I remember when Drudge Report, which just was an aggregator, it just linked people, right? It didn't copy anybody's stuff or anything else it just put up published their links uh in a you know a single web page um and they got in trouble for that and there are a lot of people because drug drudge report in the early 2000s was getting so popular um yet all these places cnn and, and msnbc even nbc before it was that getting all upset about this because they they thought they were getting too much traffic by using their news sources and I, you'll see the same kind of things happening if people are doing that what you suggested no question but i guarantee it's going to happen Write it down. Probably already is happening, actually. I'm sure you're right. But uh, in terms of massive enough to create consistency, and I think it's experimental stage. It's happening, but it's experimental to a great degree. But listen to this headline. OpenAI, Forbes, or Forbes team, I'm sorry. OpenAI Forbes team to study catastrophic AI risks, including nuclear threats. How is AI a nuclear threat? I guess I don't understand that part. Well, what if it's rhetoric ratcheting up from different sectors of the world, rumors of wars and threatening wars? And, you know, anyway, so this open AI team, they want to study the catastrophic possibility or AI risks. It's Skynet. Including nuclear threats. I find that very interesting because what can you generate? What can you put in whose minds where when? You know, if AI says, hey, so-and-so leader says this or says that until you come back into the truth. The truth is going to be very hard to pin down now. Well, it's easy to shape opinion if you're taking things out of context and moving things around. And those those systems are pretty smart about that and pretty articulate. So I could see it happening, I guess. So I anyway, I, I just really am kind of a little bit scared. For example, let me give you this example. Amazon's still king of the web, right? Uh, certainly of retail, yeah. All right. And, and web, says, well, if you consider AWS, they're definitely king of the web. Yeah. So Amazon's kind of king of the web, folks. And here's the latest headline. Listen to this. Amazon's, quote, virtual health clinic can now treat patients for a cough, cold, or the flu. What? Yeah. They got a what's called virtual healthcare marketplace, Jay. Amazon Clinic. You know, you can select the different options. 
and it can go ahead and tell you what to do. Are they going to be prescribing and sending to pharmacies? I don't think so, not yet, but I bet that's coming. Wow. Now it's kind of simplified, but it's a start. Again, all these things are experimental. All these things are whatever. But when you're literally saying AI, we're going to look at um, catastrophic, including nuclear risk, and you're going, hey, Amazon's going to go ahead and treat you via this virtual clinic and stuff. You're kind of going, what the heck is happening? Well, now, I have seen a lot of systems. So you you, you know where people like, say, x-ray techs and things, a lot of this is getting farmed out to where hospitals, yes. and especially in rural areas and even doctor's offices, they send their uh, things off and they have a, an expert read the whether it's a sonogram or an x-ray or whatever. Um, yes. A lot of these guys, though, that are in that profession and are experts in the field are using AI to just double-check their work, and AI is catching things that they're missing, and it's pretty interesting. It's very interesting because AI, again, what you got to understand is that humans are much more... I'm sure not I'm not positive what words to use more creative and more innovative and more self-generative than AI is okay than computers are yeah they're not as procedural but, com but computers are more procedural exactly right computers are more it can look at a picture and say look we took your picture six months ago and here's the picture comparison and a sighted person might not see too much of the difference or notice something and AI goes wait a minute look at this it's different. Here's how and why and blow it up and, you know, give you focus on it. Or we take this picture and compare it to a thousand pictures of people who do or don't have certain things. And over time, we can say, look, yours looks more like the one that has it than the one that doesn't. Or an AI can do this in literally seconds with absolute crazy accuracy. That's right. That humans can't even approximate. To. And, and it can train on thousands or millions of images that have already been diagnosed by an expert. And so it can get up to speed and see things that you know, somebody who's been in the field 10 years would miss. And so people that are in these fields are almost like having to get this done or have this service added to their um, thing as, as almost a liability. It's going to be pretty soon if you don't have that, you know, why didn't you have this? Why weren't, if you're the expert in your field, why weren't you also getting it double checked by something else? Um, it's going to be interesting interesting right well and eventually we're going to say we've got two medical professional opinions and an ai opinion <laughs> yeah you will <laughs> i know you will or you're going to get two ai opinions in one medical profession or yeah whatever uh, the point is that it's getting good and my point isn't that one's better than the other and i know that's where everybody wants to have this debate one's better than the other and here's i don't think one's better than the other i think they augment one another in very Agreed. unique ways and they are not duplicates and it's not a battle of which one's better I mean, if you really want to get better, the creator is always greater than the creation. We created computers, therefore, you know, we're greater. I don't know that we're better, though. Okay, so what we need to learn to do is, in my opinion, marry both in the most productive ways possible with good intent for technology. When we do that, we shine. When we don't, it's trouble. Anyway, I know I've talked a lot about AI too much this segment a little bit, but, man, it is an emerging field. And that's why we keep revisiting this topic, because every time we get take to the airwaves, we see major major adjustments and changes that just go where you just go whoa really um and so you know when you, they literally open an ai um team to study catastrophic ai risks including nuclear threats or eventually they'll be talking about climate change and everything else and then amazon creates a virtual health clinic can now treat patients so they got to make a diagnosis to treat right yeah Is, I how much so. human versus ai will this be and it's all up in the air, folks, but we're keeping an eye on tech so you don't have to, Jay. Absolutely. We are definitely doing that and uh, continue to do so. But it's 
man, it, that AI is interesting, and it's um, unfolding faster than we can almost keep up with. And I don't just mean us on the Tech Watch team. I mean all of humanity. Everybody. Yeah. Society, governments, uh, tech people, companies. You know, companies have you know stepped their, dipped their toe in the in the AI field, and then they've stepped back and go, wait a minute, not yet. Then they relaunch it, and it's better than before, and smarter, and behaves better. You ain't seen nothing yet, folks, because this is baby infancy AI. You wait till the sucker grows up. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Tech Watch Radio. I am Sam Bushman, along with Jay Harrison. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to make it a great tech day, will you?